five on two ATS. What's right? Look, who can do it better than me, ho? Nobody. Who can do it better than we, ho? Nobody. Yeah, I got a paper chase, nigga. Need four, five wallets. Stack my chips, fill four of my pockets. Living my life, can't no one stop us. Hell, now they can't stop us. Nobody. Nobody. Captain Austin Podcast. Yo, Jack. Yo, what's going on? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, man. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you just fine, man. What's going on? Hey, I appreciate you doing the show, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. I appreciate you considering me. Thank you for having me in the mix. Yeah, man. I, uh, I've been doing this podcast for a couple of years now, and I kind of caught wind of you, I want to say maybe like a year ago um through mall's page nice. and uh i was like yeah i gotta see what's going on because right, i've kind of you know <laughs> I've, I've been i've been from i'm from boston i've lived here my whole life and uh yeah i'm a, a musician myself more kind of on the production side of things but um i work with a producer here in town who's also kind of in the hip-hop community and uh like i said man i kind of like caught wind of you a little bit on social media and uh, I just think it's cool, like the movement and kind of what you got going on, man, and just representing for Austin. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Uh, by the way, I want to start off saying congratulations on the ACL placement. I saw um, that you posted that. Was that yesterday or the day before? Yeah, yeah. So um, uh, we actually announced it last week, but I, you know, I appreciate it. Yeah, I just kind of just you know recycle content, just keep people engaged and stuff like that. But yeah, that's definitely yeah. some new news for us. So sure, I appreciate it. Yeah, no, man, that's huge. Have you done? Is that your first time doing ACL? Yeah, this is my first time doing ACL for sure. Okay. How did, uh, if, if you don't mind, come about, man? Like, how does that, how does one go about getting an ACL placement? Like, for maybe any younger artists that are listening or uh, yeah. people who are curious? Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, man, I can, I can honestly say that, um, it's, it's, it's one of those, one of those, like, things where it's preparation meets timing you know what i mean um uh i've been in austin making music for 10 plus years i'm you know a native here born and raised here in austin um and a lot of my shit uh can i curse on this platform my bad yeah <laughs> man no do your thing I yeah okay time, yeah man. okay though yeah uh a lot of my a lot of my work you know what i'm saying is literally through a lot of trial and error i like to tell a lot of artists that i mentor and that come up under me like i've failed at every level of this independent game going through austin so with that it's like you know now i'm in a position where all i can do is continue to ascend because i've learned so much through having shortcomings throughout my career so you know uh this acl opportunity is something that i believe is a product of my preparation uh being amongst people at the right times, making the most out of my opportunities whenever I get to have them in front of the right people, you know, uh, leaving quality impressions on people. So that way, whenever I leave the room, uh, I'm still resonating in people's minds and then, you know, and in their spirits. Uh, and, you know, we, we, we got reached out to uh, uh, originally, uh, you know, we, 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 we had a, we set up a meeting with uh, uh, BMI of uh, the public music publication company they right. just uh developed the headquarters here in austin and uh originally we, it was it was us setting up a meeting you know um and 
chopping it up with a friend of mine who's actually one of the uh, uh, executives on the board of BMI, Mr. Mitch, Mitch Ballard. Um, and Mitch and I just, you know, has have a, uh, you know, a quality relationship as far as just, you know, uh, having, you know, having mutual respect for each other, you know, knowing what one another brings to the table. He's been fond of the work that I've done in the city. And, um, you know, originally it was just like, you know, I don't know what, what what's a guarantee. So like uh, when the ACL lineup originally came out, uh, we was just like, man, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, like I guess we didn't make the cut. Um, and then uh, I guess it was just, you know, people just still pushing those buttons on the back end for me and just, you know, uh, um, you know, vouching for me behind the doors and ultimately got me in a position where, you know, here I am now, you know, working through ACL, but it was originally a seed planted through uh, my relationship that I have with BMI. That's how the conversation got started. Uh, talking talking to BMI, them being fans of my work, them being advocates for what I do, doing multiple programs with BMI. So like if an artist is listening, like this isn't just like, hey, I want to come and do ACL. Like, nah, like I had to pay my way. You know what I'm saying? I had yeah. to come and show what I bring to the table as a creative show that I got uh, uh, things that I can bring to the table as, a, as an independent and, you know, having my team behind me. And, and yeah, man, just making all of the chips align, being prepared whenever it's time. No, man, I think that's a huge opportunity. And I, it's, you know, it seems like, and maybe this is just my observation, but like as Austin has grown and as big as ACL has become over the years, I feel like I'm noticing less and less Austin artists on the bill. Mm-hmm. And so when I saw that you got that opportunity, man, it, it was, uh, I mean, it was just, it was much deserved. I mean, I think that I a that. lot of local artists don't really get the shine that they wanted uh, before Austin really kind of blew up into what it is today. And uh, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just, um, you know, I'm sure it's just the politics of the business, the music industry, yeah. but uh, yeah. uh, I think it's cool, man. I mean, you don't really see a lot of local artists on there especially hip-hop artists i don't even know the last time i saw a local hip-hop act on the acl bill i mean no (laughs) i I actually don't really know um yeah yeah actually you know the opportunity you know we got people who bust the doors open shout out to the teeter shout out to dz brown you know these are guys who came before me and uh open the doors for you know guys like me in hip-hop to have these opportunities on the ACL stage. You know what I mean? Uh, Tita did ACL last year, you know, um, and, and, and rocked it. You know, these are guys that are born bred. Austin Knights, uh, DZ is out of Bastrop. He's on the cover of the Chronicle. I made the oh, cover of the Chronicle. Tita has been on the cover of the Chronicle. So, you know, um, I think it's I think it's like, you know, I, uh, definitely politics for sure um, when it comes down to, to like, you know what, what what you were mentioning as far as like the the artists that are being selected to be on there however when it comes down to hip-hop man hip-hop has such a bad rep when it comes down to austin and just like the 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 perception of what is quality hip-hop in austin you know uh, uh we've been able to do a lot of different things in the hip-hop space uh that i'm grateful to say a lot of our, our, our peers uh, um, you know, haven't been able to do. We've been able to pioneer and walk behind some quality leaders who have opened the doors for us. Um, you know, so when it comes down to to you know the the politics, like like you know, there you know we're in Austin, Texas. The live music capital is not foundated on you know hip hop. So when people think about South by Southwest and 
hip hop being the number one genre in the world, you know, there's a lot of people who flood here thinking that there's they're going to receive a hip hop opportunity because South by Southwest houses, you know, some of the biggest hip hop acts of all time that come out here yeah. and, you know, generate a startup name for themselves or to add on to their tour bookings and so forth and so on. So, you know, um, um, it's built on rock and roll and country music. And, you know, uh, a lot of times out of 10, if you're not an artist that has an acoustic set put together to come and approach uh, a stage, uh, they're not going to really pay any attention to you or they're not going to even really keep you booked in a space where, you know, um, uh, you can receive a, you know, uh, uh, I don't want to say an honest living or a decent living because it's not really, you know, depending on what you're doing, you know, you, you don't really make a ton of money as a, as a, as an upcoming artist here in the Austin market, but there are paid opportunities, you know what I mean? And I think for hip hop right now, um, Austin is in a transitional space where they are trying to, you know, do better works and service by highlighting the artists that have put the groundworks in, like myself, um, a lot of the independents uh, who, who who have been doing their thing. And um, I think, you know, me getting on ACL and doing some shit like that, I feel like it's a win for everybody, you know, here in Austin. Because I'm, I'm, I'm legitimately like, you know, my background story is, is, the, is the underdog story. You know what I mean? I came in the game with no... You know, I I never went against the politics. I, you know, any time a door was closed in front of me, I've been I built a house in front of them. You know, I was always a nigga that was doing things that um, if the door wasn't there, I make my own. I've always had that kind of uh, 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 independent thinking when it came down to the scene here. So where there where there were people crying about scarcity, I was making the opportunity with what I had. So, you know, for me to get here is just, you know, it's, it's a win. You know, I went against the politics. I went against whatever the status quo was as far as what was accepted and what was approved here in Austin. And I approved myself, which ultimately uh, made others approve me as well. Yeah. I, I was reading a little bit of, of your, the article you did for the Austin Chronicle and uh, yeah. uh, your backstory is impressive, man. I kind of want you to touch on it a little bit. I, I want to know a little bit more about how you got into rap. Like, where did the love for music come from? Talk a little bit about, you know, your origin and, and kind of like what growing up here was like and kind of how you got into um, <laughs> rapping. Because one, one of the things about you, man, that I really appreciate is you're, you, really, you really, really do this shit for real. Like, you're a lyricist, and I think you really honor the culture in that way and uh for the last few days man i've been jamming your last project and there's some fucking bangers on there and uh so yeah that shit is hard man but I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm curious to hear about like your love for bars and lyricism where that comes from and kind of how you got into this yeah yeah man so you know my, my man I, like anytime i talk about my origins or what made me want to become a rapper for real was Lil Bow Wow. <laughs> like Lil Bow Wow was, you know, as a kid, you know, I'm I'm eight, nine years old and I'm seeing another kid sell out the Madison, you know, sell out Madison Square Garden, sell out the Frank Irwin Center. Yeah. You know, uh my, my mom was a cool mother. And what's what's a what's a funny thing about it is like my, my parents my music career, but they always allowed so I was going to scream tour concert you know, being like screen tour concerts. 
and he sold out with like B2K and a lot of a, a lot of other trendy artists. And I'm watching this as a kid, like, yo, this is what the fuck I want to do. You know, like, like Lil Bow Wow yeah. is, you know, this is this is it. You know, like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, this is a kid like me. He can do this. I know for a fact I can. So, you know, coming from that space, it's like, all right, now how do I rap? You know what I mean? So I'm now the seed planted of, you know, hey, this is what I want to do. Now it's like, how do I do it? How do I learn to rap? And um, my first experience as far as like learning the the entry levels of rap came from Ludacris. Ludacris put out the Word of Mouth mm. album and I'm listening to the Word of Mouth album. And what's Classic. one thing I always, facts. So one thing I always championed about Ludacris was I had to understand, you know, I'm an upcoming artist. So it's like, what do I like about these artists? So I'm looking at Lil Bow Wow. What I like about Lil Bow Wow is that I can identify with him. Now I'm listening to Ludacris. The first single, big single was uh, 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 Roll Out My Business or something like that. Uh, roll Out, right? Roll so out, Roll yeah. Out is out and I'm loving it. And I'm like, what do I like yeah, about I Ludacris? And I'm facts. So I'm listening to Ludacris and I'm hearing him say a lot of clever shit. And that was my first introduction to what a punchline was, was through Ludacris. So, you know, a lot of things was like, all right, my first entry level, Ludacris would say he's simply, as a rapper, to exaggerate something that's on the normal that I do every day, you know? And that's what I thought Ludacris was great at. From there, I started getting into Chameleonaire, who was like the next, like, like Chameleonaire was like Ludacris advanced because Ludic uh, Chameleonaire yeah. would use words four or five times in a row to describe one thing, you know? and it's like, oh, okay, I'm learning these techniques. So when I think about my style, my style is literally a gumbo pot from Ludacris to Chameleonaire. My first introduction to Gangsta Rap was Get Rich or Die Trying. Like my first quality introduction. I was always yeah. around Gangsta Rap, but I'm talking about as far as somebody who understood it. Like, let me understand what I'm experiencing. And it was Get Rich or Die Trying. So I'm growing up in an era where these classic albums are coming out where people actually valued material. You know, I'm listening to fucking, you know, like, like these are, this is what I'm growing up listening to, you know, Chameleon there, Ludacris, fucking 50 Cent. Uh, I, I grew I, my early inspirations was Murder Inc., bro. Like the production from Murder Inc., like really learning, uh, uh, like sync harmonizing, putting you know vocals to Putting rap song together you like feel me exactly verse, yeah. exactly you know like i grew up in that era you know what i mean where that was important to 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 making music you know and um i just always just all you know always just leaned into what i was fans of people for and tried to take those things and be inspired by those assets yeah no, so who, like, who, if you had to say, who is your favorite rapper of all time, if you had to give oh, that title to somebody? Man. And if you don't have a favorite, give me, like, just two that you think had a, just a huge influence on you. Lil Wayne, Lil, Lil Wayne, the, you know, Lil Wayne is, is you know, the, the when I first, like, like, like mixtape Wayne era is up there for me. Jay-Z yeah. is up there for me, you know. Um, yeah, that's my favorite. Yeah, yeah. Jay-Z, Lil Wayne. Um, uh, um, man, I'd say, you know, Kendrick Lamar for the new era, for sure. 
you know. What do you think um, of uh, Hoag's verse on Khaled's new album? I, I love it. You know, yeah. I think I think I think for Hoag to be at the stage that he's at in his career and continuously pushing the envelope and wanting to do this shit is inspiring. You it know is. what I mean? Like, especially for a guy like, that's fifty. I think he's fifty-two or fifty-three now. The fact that he can still. He's still and I'm a like billionaire. That. What the yeah. fuck else do I need to do? You know, like yeah. I've done, I am the epitome of hip hop. Like when it comes down to anybody's perspective that matters in this, in this, in this game, I am him, you know? So it's like, what else can I do? And to still have a drive to want to go and compete. That's important. You know what I'm saying? That's important. Yeah. That's what makes these guys great. So yeah, I fucked with it. I was a fan of it. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's been a minute since Hope put out an album, but every time we just get like a little, a little slice, man, like he'll throw That's a all you into his project, and you're like, man, <laughs> this shit is fire. I hope he puts yeah. out another album one day, man. He may not, but I, I'd love to, I'd love to hear a new Hope project. I mean, who, 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 who wouldn't? You know what I mean? Sure. Like he's, he's, he's definitely a, you know, he's, a, he's a special, special, you know, piece to how we experience music. You know what I mean? Yeah. Artists like I feel like artists like Drake wouldn't exist without a hoe. You know, oh, as yeah, far as like that. as far as like pulling from an inspiration, being able to be hip hop and talk to women at the same time, being able to you know play these play these play these different fashions. Of course, there were Biggie Smalls and uh, LL Cool J and a lot of different artists before, but Hove was able to take like that mogul shit and put out these records that could cater to so many different markets at once and it would still be hip hop you know what i'm saying so yeah. i always fuck with hold with hold for that for so yeah man he's so iconic like when i was listening to that verse i kept thinking it was gonna stop and then he just <laughs> that's a long verse man. He's fucking killing it right now it's yeah he had verse, to get expressive <laughs> very um i want to get your opinion on just kind of like the austin hip-hop community in general like do you feel like it's uh it's a supportive community do you feel like it's competitive do you feel like it's uplifting like i, I really want to get your perspective man because i really feel like when it comes to the austin rap scene or lack thereof you really mm -hmm. are at the paramount of this shit like just to keep it all the way 100 like i really don't know anybody who's like Probably at the top of the apex, other than I mean, I, I always fuck up the kid's name and I feel bad, but it's Quinn, Quinn FN. Yeah, yeah, Quinn and Outside FN, of correct. you and him, I really don't know anybody else who's at the top like you two guys are. Is that a fair statement yeah. or is that, I mean, what's your opinion on that? Uh, um, I think that there are so many artists, man. I, I, you know, um, you know, there's just so many artists, man, you know. Uh, you know, Quinn is, is somebody who's busted the doors open for a lot of us, even though he's young, you know. Yeah. Um, um, you know, it's it's just so many artists out here, and there are new artists every single day. Um, as far as like the scene out here, bro, you know, um, I got a different perspective than a lot of my peers. Um uh, because you know, Austin is a um Austin is a hybrid between like Houston and Dallas. So yeah. the way that we feel like things should be done, we mimic things instead of like pioneering them ourselves. So when there are people who try to come in with leadership, a lot of the times the leadership is, in, is, is imitating 
things that are exterior of what the traditional culture lies in Austin, which is why it doesn't really grow. You know what I mean? Um, Austin, you know, man, I, I could just honestly, I can't really speak for nobody else but myself, bro. You know, my experience in the hip hop scene in Austin, there are things that were scarce here, but I never really made a, like, like a, like I, I, I never bitched about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I knew that, I just be honest. Like I knew that yeah, it nobody like could fuck a, with me. Yeah, it, it really. Yeah. Yeah, from what I gathered from reading the Austin Chronicle article about you, and you, you know, obviously elaborate on this if you want, man. But I, yeah, it kind of seems like you had like a by any means necessary approach to this, and that that is one thing that I really, really respect. It was like kind of like what you said. You were like, I'm, I'm gonna break that door down any way possible. Like I'm, yeah. if, you know, no, if I'm not gonna get the support system, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm going to make my own a yeah. thousand percent. I never, I never, you know, because I knew that I knew, I knew that I was exploring every avenue possible to do this shit. And the more that I explored avenues, the more that I got better, the people who I thought I needed to fuck with, I found out that I was above them, not in a superior way, you know, in stature or anything like that, but I knew that this, what I thought that I needed to work in these spaces for wasn't servicing me because who was servicing it was in it for the wrong reasons. You know what I mean? Mm. You know, there were people who were playing the promoter, but they want to rap more than they want to promote the show. And then I'm as an artist, I'm paying this promoter to be on this show because I want an opportunity. I don't give a fuck. And I pay you to get on the show, but you the rapper too. So now when I work to promote this show to get people here, when it's my time to go, you not the promoter no more, you the rapper. Now you rapping in the space that I'm supposed to be performing in. It's shit like that that a lot of artists would deal with, you know? Mm -hmm. And I looked at it from, I right, like, well, fuck it, nigga. I'm finna throw my own shows. I'm tired of dealing with this. I'm finna just, how I throw shows? You know, like, you know, and we just get into it right there. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to, shout out to Maul. Uh, Maul was one of the first people who really, like, gamed me uh, on, like, an entry level of how to, like, put a show together. And then from there, I just hit the ball, you know, I hit the ground running, you know, as far as just curating, you know, uh, putting together, you know, I, with this rap shit, I had to just wear a lot of hats. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that was, you know, one of my things that's, that's big is, you know, I say it in my song, Top Down you know, uh, stubborn with my goals and flexible with the journey. You know what I mean? Like, like, you know, take me where the journey goes. You know what I'm saying? Like, however I got to get there, I'm going to get there. Wherever hat I got to wear to, 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 to make it happen, I'm going to make it happen. You know, I live by the motto, play your role to your role change and rotate. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I, I'm just a role player, bro. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, for me, this, for me, in order to have true improvement in this rap shit, I had to put my ego aside a lot. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I knew that I was better than a lot of people here. And I think that that's the thing, like, that always, like, I know that I'm better than you. There's no way that you're going to tell me that you're performing on this slot right now because you're better than me. And that was something that, like, as a competitor, like, bro, I grew up playing football, you know, 18 years of my life, you know. So as a competitor, I'm like, no, this is my spot. Like, in every spot I have right now, I fought for and earned it you know, and want it, you know, so it's like, 
it's like with me, bro, with me, bro, like, like when it comes down to, you know, going back to your question as far as just like how I feel about the scene and, you know, what I think of the scene, you know, uh, 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 the scene here, bro, is, 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 is growing, you know, um, it's so many different, it's a lot of money that's being moved here. It's a lot of things being moved here. And I think that, um, uh, with social media and with the pressures of a lot of the, uh, 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 like especially, man, uh, I saw a big change in the support of hip hop after the George Floyd situation. Um, you know, it really just, you know, that social situation put a lot of eyes on what was wrong with the black experience here in Austin, which kind of yeah. heightened hip hop and heightened the way that, you know, black curators are able to have success. Uh, um, and, you know, it's it's growing, bro, you know, but I can say for me, bro, like my experiences in Austin, bro, fam, like I just never, I never complained about none of this shit. Like a lot of the problems people have, like I didn't have them because I chose, like, I felt like they, they weren't real problems. I felt like anything that I was going to do, I was going to get it done. But I was always cognizant of what somebody else was going through. I knew that they probably weren't me, which is why I developed some of these opportunities, like the smoke out, like the pre-roll, some of these events that I throw to curate to that artist that might not have that same movement as I do. And I can just guide them in the right spaces to make, make those steps towards success for their careers. Yeah, no, man. I mean, I definitely think that's self-evident, you know, this approach you've taken to the, you know, your craft and the business. Cause I don't think you would be, I don't think you'd have the recognition that you do now. Cause I definitely think, and I don't know everything about the hip hop scene in Austin, man. I'm kind of, right. I, I'm a little bit older than you, man. I don't go out as much as I used to. So I'm, I'm a little <laughs> yeah. naive when it comes to the hip hop scene a little bit here. Right. Um, but, you know, you're definitely one of the mainstay acts that I hear Appreciate more it, about in town. So um, it, it's interesting, man. I think because you took that approach to the business and you kind of had this like by any, by any means necessary approach, and you kind of yeah. were like, I'm going to figure this shit out with or without, you know, other people's assistance. Right. I think that I think that's why where you're at today. Yeah, um, I agree. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate it. I agree. No, man. For sure. you know, I definitely um, agree with that. Yeah, I um, I was going to ask you about. uh so your last project, more than nothing, man, I, I know that, um, man, there's some really good production on there um t- how long did it take you to make that project man i mean the mix is sound crisp the production is crisp i mean that's a really good sounding project i'm kind of curious to hear a little bit what the 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 kind of cultivating process was like with that yeah, yeah man 100 percent, man shout out to my boy stilo four and we actually did that whole project in two days um that's crazy um, yeah yeah so we did one one six hour studio session on thanksgiving day during the pandemic so everybody's, you know, of course, away from their family. You know, they happen to have a studio open. This is my first time really cooking with Stilo Foreign. He had a batch of beats that he produced himself. I think we did seven records the first day. Um, um, and maybe like four out of that batch of seven made the album. Then we met again on Christmas Day of the pandemic and did another six-hour block. And I might have did six or seven more records that day. And I think another maybe like one or two of those records made the cut for the album. And, you know, um, from there, like we had a good foundation of the project, you know, Stilo works really fast. He's a person who also mixed and mastered the album. 
So, you know, it was just real chemistry, bro. It felt like it reminded me a lot of me making my music earlier uh, when I was doing my mixtape era, you know, just being in the studio with one engineer who knew how to work fast. We didn't really give a fuck about the dials and the knobs on the album. It was just like, yo, this shit sound quality to me. We finna put this shit out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, it was just, it just didn't have a lot of thought to it, you know? And I think that's why, I, you know, when I think about the, um, the, uh, uh, the double meaning of more than nothing, you know, uh, us literally like conceiving this idea from like virtually nothing, like this yeah. is nothing. Like we went in there and really did what we always done. Didn't really have a direction. You know, I was actually working on a whole nother album before this, which is actually on the way now. Uh, so more than nothing is like a, like really like a step towards what I was really supposed to drop. You know, like I tell a lot of people, like when I do interviews, like a lot of the music people hearing right now is like throwaway music. Like this is like, these are B-side records that people are hearing from the, my project that I dropped before More Than Nothing. More Than Nothing is probably my newest batch of music. Like everything before that is four or five years old. And I'm just now putting it out because I believe in the integrity of my music. I believe that I make timeless hip hop and I believe that I make music that can coexist in any era, uh, no matter when I put it out because it's authentic to who I am. So, you know, I sit on records. I know when, you know, I'm really methodical about how I put shit out and what I want people to experience and gauge from me. So, you know, while I'm, you know, and I make it in so, in a high volume. So while I'm doing you know, on one hand, I'm putting shows together and curating events and doing this. On the back end, I'm sitting on, you know, five albums, you know, and whatever yeah. I feel like I want to teeter the line with, hey, I'm ready to drop music. I'm in album mode. I can dig into my 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 catalog and, you know, put something together, start making some new records, find some inspirations, finish some songs, you know, all of that type of shit. But, you know, a lot of this shit, man, I make, bro, like some of my dopest records on the album, you know, like, I mean, the intro, bro, like the intro to the album, bro, like that's a record I cooked in 10 minutes, bro. Like as soon as the beat came on, I had the words like, oh, I got this, like, let's record it. You know, like I record like that. Like if I find a beat and it's fire, I got it. You know, like give me 10, 15 minutes. All I need is the first opening line. We finna have this song done in no time, you know? So it, it was just a lot of that for sure. Yeah. No, man, I I can I can completely relate to that. I think it's interesting how the music creating process is. I mean, from my personal experience, the best music happens so unintentionally. Right. And it's like you could you could go in kind of with uh, like a blueprint in your mind. And then you, you start to kind of deviate a little bit. And then you're just like, OK, I'm going down this <coughs> And it, yeah, that's just, that's that's how the best music happens in the studio. A hundred percent, bro. I don't I don't like the uh uh uh, uh a, a motto that I read is it uh says don't analyze and create at the same time. Like I don't even yeah I, like I don't that. even think about shit. I just do it. I think the first thing that makes me feel that I say is what I was supposed to say. You know what I mean? Like I don't I, I like I believe in that. If that was what you if that it's a lot of things in life like you know. You might not want to go off of the very first initial feeling, but in music, if that beat cuts on and it brings you a word or a feeling immediately, that's it. You know, don't second guess that because 
that is what somebody else is going to feel when they hear it, you know, dig into that, you know, and I try to, I, I don't ever go into things like, oh, I'm making a, I want to go to the studio and make a serious song, or I want to go to the studio and make a trap song. Like, it's just like, yo, cut that shit on. Wherever this shit take me, I'm going to let the music take me there. And, you know, I'll see you when I get there at the end. You know what I'm saying? No, nah, for sure, man. Um, what's uh, what's new for you on the horizon, man, outside of the ACL placement? Uh, I'm, you know, right now I'm working on an album. You know what I'm saying? This is this is like a real conceptual album. Uh, it's self-titled. It's called Jalen. Uh, this album really dedicated to my children. I got a, a, a son that passed uh, four years ago. You know what I'm saying, and, and my daughter, and you know, I, you know, I, I talk about it briefly in a lot of the spaces. Like a lot, of, when my career was going through its peak, like like going through a high phase, uh, I was actually going through one of the most tragic, like most tragic moments of my life with my son. You know what I'm saying. My first uh, commercial opportunity was with my endorsement with Swisher Sweets. From my endorsement with Swisher Sweets, I got uh, I created the Smoke Out platform. You know, so I'm selling out shows with the Smoke Out. I'm doing my endorsement with Swisher Sweets. I'm on the contract and right now, you know, and at the same time on the back end, I'm, you know, I'm full custody of my child. I'm working through a, a relationship that's going down the drain and I'm, you know, my child dies, you know, in the process. Damn. And, um, you know, so this album is really like getting into who I am, how I got over the worst things of my life and like, you know, uh, kind of like my my uh my my what the what they call it like an exposition of this story like the beginning title is just you know if 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 anything god forbid something happens to me or if my children uh uh you know uh ever wants to get a deep dive into who i am this is the album that i want them to listen to you know what i'm saying so Dope. it's a uh, uh uh it's it's it, it, this album is you know it is universal. It's not like so like, oh, heavy and, you know, so emotional. It slaps on there for shit show. But yeah. uh, it's just bringing the story together, you know, just getting people familiar with who I am as a man, who I've become, what has made me, you know what I mean? And, you know, giving the listener uh, the tools and the assets through the music to overcome the things that they might uh, find a parallel in throughout the music so yeah I'm, I'm excited about this album you know of course we got you know uh you know the events that i throw putting a lot of shows and shit like that together and you know we just getting active we're getting ready to, to you know hopefully be hitting the road in 2023 uh you know maneuvering through you know just just different areas uh uh different markets that we haven't been able to touch and you know just really maneuvering like a brand new artist bro like I always, you know, yeah, I'm I'm hot in Austin and it's cool, but in the grand scheme of this shit, I always know I'm a speck in the game, bro, compared to where I want to be at. So, you know, I always try to move and campaign like I'm a brand new artist. I take interviews serious. I take anything serious. So that way, you know, it's always new. It's always refreshing. So that way, anybody who, who, who brand new who want to get hit to me, they can always be sold. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I think that's dope, man. I think complacency... I mean, in any industry, can definitely kill that drive. You so, yeah, man, I think it's awesome. Actually, I just uh, had had a realization. I was going to ask you about the smoke out shows really quick. Um, yeah, for sure. How often do, is that? A, I'm not too familiar with that. Is that a South by showcase, or how often do you do the smoke out? Yeah, so so like I mentioned to you, you know, what I'm saying my first endorsement deal was with Swisher Sweets. 
after we got the endorsement with Swisher, I was on the contract with them for a year. We was only doing shows with Swisher probably every quarter, you know what I'm saying? Every quarter and a half, maybe, you know, and it was like, yo, in these times between, how do we continue to capitalize? I'm quitting my job. I was a fucking janitor at ACC. I'm cleaning after students. So I quit my job. I got this endorsement check coming in and how do we keep the trap afloat? And we created the show. Hey, why don't we call it the smoke out? You know, you just got endorsed by Swisher. So we do the smoke out. Um, we was doing it every quarter uh, um, of the year. You know what I'm saying? I think we did the first one just to get the brand established. I think we did six and we sold out all of them, you know, over 400 plus Yo. guests to each one of them using only local, local acts, only no endorsements, no sponsorships, no back, backings just all marketing uh by me i did all of the graphic designs everything you know i did everything top to bottom um um and then you know from there uh uh we pivoted to become an official south by southwest event but then the pandemic happens and we don't get to do it uh so we transition into our digital platform that we got right now called the pre-roll so the pre-roll is kind of utilized as an incubator for artists to where if you think about it you got a pre-roll before you smoke out so we take artists from the pre-roll platform where we do live music reviews we critique critique artists if they dope we give them opportunities to come and do our live show uh of our live mu music reviews we got a live open mic show called the pre-roll uh that we do at flamingo cantina we do that every third tuesday of the month you know what i'm saying so um <clears throat> artists from there they come if you rock the pre-roll we bring you to the smoke out, you know what I'm saying? So you come and you do the smoke out. Um, we're about to get ready to gear back up here uh, in, in the in the fourth quarter uh, of, of this year. And, um, you know, we're just excited about it, bro. This is going to be something, you know, what, what we're doing on the back end of this music shit, we're servicing creatives and we're doing artist development at scale. You know, uh, our whole mantra with the smoke out with For Life Ever Entertainment, which is the umbrella that houses anything that Jay Soldier does. Um, uh, and, you know, I'm the CEO of, uh, our whole mantra is like, you know, we wanna be the voice from the bottom to the middle. The middle to the top is accounted for. You know, when these artists figure this shit out and already have their fan base and already have things in motion, that's when the label wants to come in and wanna take everything from you and wanna help you and put money behind your whoop de whoop. Nah, we want to fuck with you right now where you don't know where to figure it out. We want to be the in it, the entity that you creatively confide in to go to the next step in your career. You know what I'm saying? So we've been able to provide a quality outlet. We've been doing a pre-roll for a year now. We're going to have our final show September 20th coming up. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, bro. We're excited. Bro, about I may it. have to pop in for that. Come check it out. Come man. through. Come through, bro. Yeah. You're going to see the best of the best, bro. Like, it's going, it is going to be the best introduction to Austin hip-hop that you'll ever have i guarantee yeah. you you know what i mean it's it's, yeah, it's, it's been you know, a while you, man so i may have to swing through dude and come come, come through bro check it out you said september what i'll make note of that september later. 20th every third tuesday of the month is when we throw an event but yeah september 20th do you uh do you perform at all or is it just it's just for the i host folks? the show yeah i oh, host the show okay. so 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 it's me and my dj you know what I'm saying? He, he, my DJ DJs, I'm hosting the show. I might perform here and there sometimes. I usually perform like when the artists are just getting there to kind of break the ice in the room and let them know like, look, this is, hey, I'm, I'm, you know, this is why we're able to do this. You know, here's, yeah. here's what we're doing here. And here's what the energy should be when you come in this motherfucker. So, you know, um, yeah, bro, it's, 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 it's a high entertaining night, a lot of good energy, bro. And yeah, bro, definitely slots of, yeah, man, I'll have to come check that out and show some show some love, man. Um, For sure. 
One thing I like to ask you, because I'm a huge fan of movies, and I feel like music and film yeah. have a very symbiotic relationship. What, uh, give me like a couple of your favorite movies, man, of all time, or that you just really liked as a kid. Okay. I'm a weirdo, bro, so I'm a fucking horror fanatic, bro. So, like, my favorite... All right, so my one of my favorite movies. So I, I I'll start with like a regular movie, and then I'll get into my horror my my like my horror bag. I'll give you like maybe five joints that I fuck with, three or five okay. joints. All right, so my first film I probably gonna have to say is going to be um probably Super Bad, one of my favorite fucking movies ever. Uh, yeah, super bad. That kind of is like a reflection of what I feel like is comedy. My humor, very dry, you know, that type of shit. Dry humor, you know, The Office, anything with Will Ferrell or anything with, you know, Steve Carroll. I love that type of shit. So, um, uh, definitely super bad. Then it'll it'll probably be American Gangster after that. Uh, one of my favorite movies for sure. Incredible soundtrack, uh, too. <laughs> bro, come on. American Gangster Super Fire. Um, then it would be probably the Friday series at three. And then for my last two, I'll do scary movies. Uh, Hereditary at four. It's um, a fucked up movie. <laughs> bro, what the fuck? It's one of my faves, bro. Yeah. One of the one. fucking, yeah, bro. It's a, it's a twisted motherfucking movie. <laughs> yeah. Hereditary at four. And I think five, <sighs> scary movie. Um, Man, I'll say a recent movie that I fucked with, and it's not really scary, but I thought it was just a badass movie, was uh, the new fucking Predator movie that they remade, that Prey yeah. movie. Yeah. That shit was, was heat. Man. Hell yeah, that shit was heat. You know that what I'm saying? So, yeah, so that was, those are my files. If I was just, you know, chilling, wanting to watch some shit, I'd probably cut some shit like that on. Or a documentary or some crazy shit. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean, That's dope <laughs> that you like... Uh you like like horror and psychological thrillers man that's that's my fucking shit right there i love Bro, a lot you of those gotta kind of be movies. into that you gotta be into that i feel like that yeah. shit just that shit just i like the, the the sequencing in it you know and yeah you know it's important to to do that in anything in life to like sequence things and stage things to where like what's next you know like that shit is lit Hell yeah. Now that shit will keep your attention too man and i just feel like those movies are so well made and like the visual component Right. I, I feel like with being musicians, like the way that we sort of like we're very visual and because we pull inspiration from a lot of visual things. And Thanks. so, yeah, man, I, I just I love fucking movies, dude. But, <laughs> but yeah, but Jay, man, I appreciate your time, dude. And I absolutely uh, a fun interview and I wish you all the best with everything, man. And, you know, all the success. I may have to come. I've been to ACL in a while, but I may have to come through, man, and fuck with it. Come peep yourself. Man. Come fuck with me, bro. I'm opening the show on the Tito stage. You know what I'm saying? I'll be on at noon. Would love to have you there, man. You know, I appreciate you considering me having me on your show. Looking forward to sharing it with my people. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and getting people hit to, hit to your podcast, bro. And yeah, man. Thank you, man. Yeah. For real. No, nah, man. For real. I appreciate your time, dude. Much love. Yeah, no doubt. All right, man. Bye. I appreciate you. Have a good one, bro. Yeah, you too. Peace. Trapped in Austin Podcast.